hello, hello, and thank you. I'm Keith Keedy. I'm the host of New Media Central. It's the podcast offering a centrist approach to navigating the complex landscape of current events. It was born out of a belief that most Americans want to put an end to this crazy stuff that's going on in Washington, going on in politics in general, and social media, and the culture of this once great country. It's also a call to action. Do something, anything. We can't afford to wait for someone else to do something. It's up to us. So tune in to a fresh perspective on diverse subjects and always stay informed, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay curious. Today I'm talking about the 2023 Republican debate that went on up in Milwaukee a couple days ago. I watched the debate. It was very good in my opinion. Also watched a lot of uh, after-the-fact reporting of what was going on up there. It's interesting how the different news agencies, depending on their ideology, uh, had their slant on it. But anyway, you get if you if you watch enough of them, you get the idea of what really happened. To me, it was a slam dunk for Vivek Ramaswamy. He's my new favorite. Of course, besides Trump, and that's kind of what I was talking about. There was some chatter that on both sides that it was a uh, race for the second place ticket behind Trump. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, a lot of people on the stage didn't think that was the case. However, with the general public, I kind of think it was. People who are in Trump's camp are trying to figure out who's he going to choose. And that was a perfect, uh, perfect time to figure that out if not for Trump, for the rest of us. To me, it uh, it did solidify the dream team for me, which is Donald Trump president, Vivek Ramaswamy for vice president. To me, you couldn't get any better than that. You'd have uh, Trump teaching him how to do it for four years, and then you'd have Ramaswamy running for the next eight years. You'd have 12 years of really good people in uh, in the top slots in Washington. So I just watched the 2023 Republican debate up in Milwaukee. It was it was really good, I thought. They did a lot of talking over each other, which is the way it's going to be from now on. I liked I liked all of them, honestly. Well, I don't like Chris Christie. I never have, and there's nothing he can do that'll change that. But I liked all the all of them. The two on the far ends didn't speak very much. I don't even know their names. But it was it was eye-opening and very interesting, in my opinion. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think the far and away front runner at the end of that, the one who won the debate, if there is such a thing, Vivek Ramaswamy, he said in his very well-thought-out responses to questions and responses to other hopefuls on the stage there, there were eight of them, he by far outpaced everyone else, bar none. And the reason I'm saying this is because I would just want to say, even though I really like all the candidates with the exception of Chris Christie, there's no way any of them can touch Donald Trump. <laughs> and it's reflected in the polls. He's way, way ahead of everybody else. It seems unlikely that any of them could catch him. And it was said by a number of talking heads that this was the interview for 
Second place, the interview for vice president for Trump. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, a lot of them mentioned that they weren't interested in running as a VP or on the ticket as a VP. So, and Vivek Ramaswamy has stated that numerous times. He doesn't want the second spot. He didn't want the number two spot. He, to do what he wants to do, he has to be in, in the top slot. So my dream team, of course, would be, and I want to mention this, that I've really had my eyes open about Vivek, and um, I think he would be an excellent person to be on the ticket. A number of people have mentioned he's an outsider, like Trump was an outsider, is an outsider. He's very wealthy. He did a lot of things right in the business world. And the dream team for me would be two outsiders, number one and number two, Trump president Vivek for vice president, knowing that Vivek would be a, in training, so to speak. He could see how... One of the things that makes me say that there's no way anybody could be my choice other than Trump is Trump has the ball sack. All the leaders in the rest of the countries and the rest of the world are afraid of Donald Trump. That's why there's this huge action to keep him out of office. It's not just the Democrats, it's the rest of the world because they're going, if that guy gets back in, we're hosed. We're in deep doo-doo. So he's, and the reason for that is he doesn't take any crap off anybody. And he gets stuff done that needs to get done in this country to get us back to where we want to be. At least I want to be. And I think almost all the other Americans want to be. There's a few crazy people out there that think, oh, no, we're a bad country. We've been mean to all other countries for our entire existence. No, we're a country full of people who want to excel at the things they do, work hard to achieve that, and enjoy the benefits of that and there's nothing wrong with that at all so trump's the guy that can get the job done he's not afraid of anybody everybody is afraid of him and i think vivek as smart and as apparently strong as he is in any argument with anyone he has a lot to learn he's i think he's 37 or 38 that's kind of young for a president i think uh Kennedy was 43, and he was the youngest president at the time. So, yeah, he's young, and he's got, some, he's got a lot of stuff in his favor that would work good as a leader of this country, but he's also got some stuff to learn. So my dream team would be Donald Trump president, Vivek Ramaswamy as vice president, and also Ramaswamy would be in training for the following four years. Trump is old, not too old, and he doesn't act old like Joe Biden does, but he's old and he can't keep doing it forever. And uh, speaking of a person that's got some age, I'm not as old as Trump, but I've, I've noticed that things start happening to you, your brain and your body as you get older, and they don't work as good as they used to. And as much faith as I have in Trump and as much support as I give him, he can't last forever. It's a physical thing. <laughs> the body and the brain break down after a while. He's still fully functioning right now, as far as I can tell. A gazillion times better than Joe Biden, but he can't, he can't last forever. And we need someone in charge there like him, if not him, 
for several years, for eight, 12, or more years. To me, the perfect ticket, as I said, would be Trump and Ramaswamy. So I just, at this point, would like to go over a couple of things that Trump did while he was in office that sometimes we forget about and the reason why that we have to have him. The economy, stupid. <laughs> and uh, in his short time as president, he enacted a bunch of things that changed a lot in this country for the way, way better. The first thing that I'm going to say here, and it's not in the order that I wrote it down, but I just have to say this, the border. We got to stop the craziness on the border. We got to stop it today, and we got to get rid of all the people who came in illegally or marginally selling drugs, fentanyl, and all that. We got to get it taken care of right away. Step one. Step two is the economy. And the reason I put the border as step one is because if without step one, the other ones are not as doable or as, as um, effective. So, yeah, get that border wall up, finish the wall, keep them out at gunpoint, shoot them if you have to. I don't, I've said a million times, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want anybody to kill anybody. Wars are stupid as you know what. And we got we to gotta get the word out to everyone, all the other people in the world that aren't Americans, that we want people coming here, but you got to do it right. A hundred percent right. Not a little bit, not a lot, a hundred percent right. Everybody that comes in this country speaks English. Everybody that comes in this country knows about our country, and they have to have a desire to come here and to be a productive citizen of this country who will work his ass off like all the rest of us do and pay taxes like all the rest of us do, although it's way too much and it's another thing that Trump did and will continue to do. And just a little bit more on Vivek. He said he's going to get rid of 75% of the bureaucracy in Washington. Who knows if he'll be able to do that. He probably won't be able to. There's too much power there. But someone like him and like Trump can put a pretty big dent in it, and that would be awesome. Get rid of education. Education at the federal level is the stupidest thing. Well, not the stupidest. One of the stupidest things that's ever happened. Education has to be local, period. Back to Trump's accomplishments that are sometimes forgotten or overlooked or we just don't think about them right off the bat. He did tax cuts, and we paid less taxes. He didn't BS and talk about how he's going to do tax cuts and not do anything or increase taxes like normally happens, especially with Democrats. He cut taxes. He got jobs. The employment prior to the pandemic, which I'm 99.9% sure in my conspiracy theorist mind that the pandemic wasn't an accident. It was a, a jab at Trump and it worked, sadly. Get yourself ready in case Trump does one again. They're going to try something else like it. So be prepared. But he, he got uh, jobs. Prior to the pandemic, all people in this country had better employment than, that, than we've had in this country in decades. It's a fact. Uh, the, the stock market did really well while he was in office. Is that good or bad? We don't know. It's, it's obviously in many ways very good. When the stock market does good, everybody does good. He reduced unemployment. Once again, created jobs, which reduces unemployment. 
and he did a lot of deregulation, which is super critical because there's so much regulation. I talked about this a little bit in a previous podcast about how no one person in this country can be totally crime-free because there are so many laws on the books in this country that it's um, no matter what you do, you're going to be breaking a law some kind of way. And that's how they want it, so they can come get you. But the same is true for the entire country. We have so many regulations, we're throttling ourselves, we're choking ourselves to death on them. And he, he got rid, he streamlined a bunch of them, got rid of a bunch of them, which is primo. And foreign policy, he defeated ISIS. He was involved in the Abraham Accords, which was uh, an agreement between Arab nations. NATO spending, that's a big one. You know, we spend gajillions of dollars in NATO, and a lot of other companies benefit from that spending that we do, our tax money, and they don't, they don't do anything themselves. He changed that a lot, and it still needs work like everything else that he did, but he put a big dent in it right away. I mean, it was, it changed. Everybody in other countries got pissed. Well, you used to take care of us. Now you're not taking care of us. No, you got to pull your own weight, dude. Just like the individuals of this country, the countries of the world have to pull their own weight. We take a leadership role in America as we always wanted to because we're a superpower and we can and we want to. We want to help all the other countries in the world, but you guys got to stand up on your own back legs. I think is how the phrase goes. We're happy to help and we'll help as long as you need it, but when you get to the point where you can be contributing yourself, you got to start doing it. And that's what he did. And that's what he would continue to do, I'm sure. Criminal justice. Oh, my God. Since Biden got into office, it's gone crazy. I don't have to tell anybody anything. You've seen the newsreels. You've seen all the looting. You've heard about how criminals just get away with everything. That doesn't stop crime, folks. That encourages crime. So we're going to get away from that. Uh, Trade agreements. The uh, North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA. He, he fixed that, uh, United States, Canada, and Mexico agreement. That has to be done more because Biden dismantled a bunch of what uh, Trump had done. He needs to get back and get that fixed again, which he will. China, the trade that we had with China was crazy. He fixed it. Biden screwed it up. And tariffs, he, he wasn't afraid to put tariffs on stuff like some other uh, administrations are. If you're screwing us over, we're going to put a tariff on it. And you're not going to be able to screw us over like you used to be able to. Uh, on domestic policy, he did a thing called Right to Try, which I've got a, a whole thing I want to talk about on aging population and what we have to do with with um, with ourselves as we get older. It's a very unpopular idea that I have, but it's it has to be the way. An aging population in a country is not good. It's, I mean, look at Japan. Look at us. We've got a lot of old people. Even China, they had their uh, one child per couple rule or whatever that was, and it kind of worked where there's a gap between a bunch of old people and not as many young people. So that has to be taken care of. Uh, border, I talked about it already. That was the first thing that I mentioned. And criminal justice, and I talked about that already too. we gotta, we got to put the bad guys in, in little teeny boxes. And keep them there. So uh, 
I'm talking a little bit about the debate. It was excellent. I saw a lot of stuff coming out of there. I've always liked Haley. She's awesome. The only thing about her, which is the same I feel about other women who are concerned about women's rights, which has to happen. We have to make it equal for women and men. Sometimes some of the people that are behind that are a little bit outspoken, which they have to be at this point because the squeaky wheel gets greased. If you don't talk with a great deal of emphasis on your subject, people don't listen. And so she has to do it that way, and I'm 100% behind her on that. Women and men have to be exactly equal on everything. Uh, there's things that men and women will never be equal on, like the military. I've talked about that before. We can have women in military. I have no problem with that at all. They have to be separate, and I'll talk about that a lot more in another podcast. Uh, men and women have to be exactly equal on pay for what they do. If there's a man making more money than a woman doing the exact same thing, if it truly is exactly the same thing, that's wrong. So there's a lot of stuff. Like I said, there were a lot of people on stage, there were eight of them. They all were articulate and clearly intelligent. A lot of people thought DeSantis was going to take off and solidify his second place. I think he was the biggest loser, honestly. I don't know if a lot of people would agree with me on that. But Vivek Ramaswamy was the clear leader in that. And to me, if it really was an audition for a number two spot behind Trump, <laughs> you couldn't get any better than that. Trump for president, Ramaswamy for vice president, Ramaswamy in training for four years, and then he takes over for the next eight. That's 12 years of right-headed thinking in Washington and clearing out the junk. <laughs> yeah, we're, get, we're gonna get rid of all that excess junk. And if we do it, like that, Trump, Ramaswamy, then Ramaswamy, whoever, for eight years after that, you could, it's a dream team. You couldn't get any better than that. Thanks for listening.